0: What, what did it take for you to realize that you had to detach yourself?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting because um, I think also it's very, you can find a lot of analogies to my journey as a, as a manager because I was a developer, I think for even seven, seven, eight years, and I didn't want to take even promotion. I didn't want to be a team leader. I love technology so much, so I wanted to code and write and deal. And then when you start to manage people, there's the human aspect and people are not deterministic functions. You input the same thing and people behave different. You kind of learn this as a manager, it's not... And same goes here. I think um, that uh, mindset, when you go and talk to customers, yeah, you do You do the first mistake is you wanna talk and talk and talk about your, pro- your product. And what I, what I I wanna say that I quickly learned, but probably not as quick as I should, But at one point, I say, okay, you know what? Let me listen to the customer. Hey, what (laughs) are your pain points? What are your problems? And try to find, okay, what do I already have that solves it? What do I already have that is close to it? What do I have that I can iterate and build into the product? I think once that happens, you understand that you need to move yourself from the engineering technology plane to the customer plane.
0: This is episode 145. One of the most common bottlenecks every entrepreneur faces is the inability to let go as the company grows. Ori Keren, the co-founder and CEO of Linear B, a software delivery management for engineering leaders, refers to being able to detach yourself from your business. By detaching, he means you free yourself from personal biases, emotional attachments that can cloud your judgment and then turn you into the bottleneck in your business. Breaking free provides clarity, allowing you to make strategic decisions, harness your team's expertise and experience so you can solve problems and seize opportunities. Join our conversation as Ori shares his entrepreneurship journey and how he brought his product to life from concept to a successful business. Bottlenecks are real and you should not underestimate their impact on your business. The Bottleneck Index can help identify your potential bottlenecks and their outcome and provide practical solutions to overcome them you can find the link to access this valuable resource into the show notes. Now, let's dive into the conversation with Ori, gaining insights into product development strategies and letting go. Hello, Ori. Thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So let's get into it. I uh, look a little bit, you know, on your profile on LinkedIn. That's my favorite to place <laughs> and I came up uh, you know on your profile you wrote about this formula that you call ETA which is not about estimated time of arrival <laughs> can you can you tell us what ETA is because it is at the core of what you do today and how do you, did you come up with it
1: yeah <clears throat> um, it's sort of like a way to remember the three pillars that are important to what we do so mm. we're so in a software delivery management platform, we can talk about what it means exactly. But at a very simple, you know, to put it to simple words, um, we're, we're saying that in order to be able to get a holistic picture of the uh, R and D organization, you gotta cover three areas: Ex- E experience, uh, which stands for the developer experience, part of like being able to understand if you know, your tech organization has everything they need in order to be successful is to make sure you have a strong developer experience. What it means is that developers can achieve end-to-end tasks very easily. They don't have to wait for, um, I don't know, a testing environment, a lot of time or, uh, deploy to production and it happens once every month or so. So develop E stands for experience for developer experience. T stands for the tempo. Um, which uh, I like this word because every engineering organization has um, their own internal cadence. And in our space, in our field, uh, you have uh, the DORA metrics and other metrics that help you understand your internal cadence. So like your internal tempo and how you operate it. it. It goes a little bit above developer experience. So it's a bit more for managers to kind of understand. And A is there, and that's the A is there, so we don't forget that an engineering organization is part of the business, and you gotta be aligned with the business. So it's a business alignment, it's an alignment piece where at the end of the day, engineering usually engineering and sales are the biggest organizations in SaaS companies. Um uh, so you gotta show that you're aligned with the business and how you uh Assign you know people to projects and how much they're costing you. So ETA is like a fast way to remember those three pillars. Um, I I don't know. Like my mind, I think we spoke. My mind is like things always like in okay. Let's come up with three things that kind of will summarize it. Yeah. And ETA was a good acronym because every every developer knows ETA is like estimated time for arrival. So now it's another thing as well.
0: Yeah. So it, this is. This is uh, your your engineering mind co- talking, <laughs> I think, and it's interesting because you you serve like a, a special beast, developers, <laughs> but you also come from this engineering background, and I've seen I've seen a lot of um, uh, startup funders who also have that that of background I knew. And to answer my question, do you think it is an advantage or is it is it a drawback? to, to, as a startup funder, to have a background in engineering or
1: development? I think it's definitely an advantage. It's, uh, I think the biggest companies, if you think, uh, even in the world are Mm. with, with people that came from technology, understand technology, but were able to make this shift and leverage their understanding in technology and how you translate it into great business um so it is an advantage if you know how to capitalize on your knowledge and as a ceo um, detach yourself from your sometimes you you want to have people back into the engineering decisions so that's something you shouldn't be doing or, or you can contribute from your uh you know previous knowledge but um if you know how to do that i think it's a big big advantage coming uh with engineering background with and, and understanding how technology works, then you can translate it into uh, product features, use cases, and of course, put the right go-to-market strategy on top of that. Uh, so usually, it's an advantage. That's how I see it, at least in my case.
0: Do do you see um, uh, do you see common mistakes that you know other engineers do? When they start to launch uh, their, their own company.
1: Sorry, ask. Uh, can you ask again? Common sure. mistake that who
0: does? Do, do you see? Do you see common mistakes that other engineers do when when they launch their their, their own company?
1: Oh, so you're saying? Do I see common mistakes when? Yeah. Found common, founders common, that were yeah. engineers. Yeah. Common do, patterns. Yeah. I, I don't like. I like to talk about myself. Even the mistakes that I did early on. Yeah, Uh, we're we're more in the area of uh, finding fast that that transformation that uh, engineering is like a critical condition for success Mm. but it's not the but it's only the beginning if you don't have a strong product and strong technology it's like almost you gotta have this thing but it's only the beginning so um, in the first it's very natural when you start a business and you were an engineer before to be gravitated to a lot of the product and the technology decisions which is which is fine i think in the first year or two when you're searching for product market fit well, i think a common mistake is okay now is the right time to detach myself from that
0: yeah
1: are, are people running the and now we need to kind of iterate on more with customers more with okay great we sold it to one or two customers how do we make it repetitive okay great how do we scale so I think that the moment where you need to kind of identify that you uh got to detach yourself a little bit from those decisions um is important. Yeah. That's the mistake that's-, that's the mistake that I've seen people doing and uh, starting with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is great because it ties immediately into the bottleneck. <laughs> what what I see what I see a lot I don't call it detach yourself but uh it's it's kind of the same what, what I see a lot is uh, engineers, especially who, who, are, who are getting lost into the technical solution, because they can't detach themselves from it, and instead of speaking the you know the customer language, they keep on they keep on speaking their product language, what they know of. So they always like put you know like have, like have a single vision from their own perspective instead of trying to understand the product from the customer's uh, perspective. What, what did it take for you to realize that you had to detach yourself?
1: You know, it's, it's interesting because um, I think also it's very, you can find a lot of analogies to my journey as a, as a manager because I was a developer, I think, for mm-hmm. even seven, seven, eight years, and I didn't want to take even promotion. I didn't want to be a team leader. I love technology so much, so I wanted to code and write and build. And then when you start to manage people, there's the human aspect and people are not deterministic functions. You input the same thing, and people behave different. You kind of learn this as a manager. It's not. And same goes here. I think um, that uh, mindset. When you go and talk to customers, yeah, you do. You do the first mistake is you want to talk and talk and talk about your, pro- your product. And what I what I I want to say that I quickly learned, but probably not as quick as I should. But at one point I say, okay, you know what? Let me listen to the customer. Hey, what <laughs> are your pain points? What are your problems? Yeah. And then try to find, okay, what do I already have that solves it? What do I already have that is close to it? What do I have that I can iterate and build into the product? I think once that happens, you understand that you need to move yourself from the engineering technology plane to the customer plane and 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 move there. And it's almost like if you go too deep into the... Because my favorite moment sometimes is still, okay, when the R&D folks are pulling me, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I can quickly go into the even the engineering thoughts of how, how to build it. And then I stop because if I go too deep here, it's like... Um, you get lost. I, I, I'm going to lose like the customer mindset. And I... I know it's hard hearing it sometimes because when I was a developer, I didn't like it. Yeah. But my job is sometimes to say, "Hey, this is what the customer needs," and your job is, engineers, is like tell me if it's possible and not and how to build it. And it's fine. This is how the this universe should work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Put put the customer at the center of everything you do, and not not the product. Unpro- yes. That's what it's supposed to, it's supposed to be. Were there like a specific moment? Do you recall a specific moment where? You were like, okay,
1: that's it, enough. I need to release them more to the customers now. Yeah, it's hard, to put the, um, it's hard to put the fingers on a specific moment, but I think like a trend early on that we saw with our product was that um gave a lot of value but to a very specific persona. And by listening to, you know, early on, we are like, even in the first year, we were on with like 15 design partners that became customers and everything was great. But I think once we listened to them enough, we saw that, that in order for this business to continue to grow and be sticky, we need to change something. My partner and I, that's a moment where it hit me. Okay. I'm hearing this from 10 customers. They love the product, but they want their t- entire team to consume it. And that's the moment I said, okay, we, we got to iterate on, on the product. And my mind was immediately saying, if I'm an engineer and my manager or my Pro, lead of product or my founder is now coming to me and say, "Remember what we built? Well, it's only 20% of what we should be building. We need to mm-hmm. continue to do that." As a developer, I would say, "What? Like what?" But uh, as a founder, it was the right moment to to acknowledge that, to understand it, go back to our team, explain, provide all the context of why we took those decisions, and just continue to iterate. So, again, maybe not a specific moment, mm-hmm. but um, uh, but I recall that very strongly, like at the end of the first year, a lot of success, yet we decide to do cha- big changes because we fought long term. So that's like a mm-hmm. moment I remember.
0: Right. And then you had to talk to customers yourself. Because I, I, hear, I hear a lot of uh, funders with an engineering background like yourself who don't want to talk to customers. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 i don't know if you see the same If you agree with me but what what do you say what would you say to people like that
1: you have to talk to customers just like in simple words you yeah. have to talk to customers as much as possible that's very simple yeah oh, how do you start? So i don't know how to, i don't know how to stay it's to stay differently it's very simple yeah, yeah. Talk to your what, customers. Do you, what do you
0: st- where do you start
1: when do you start
0: where where do you start or how do you start
1: let me tell you, like when we built our product, um, we actually iterated on on the product and iterated mm-hmm. on talking to the customers side by side. That's a my founder then was like, uh, I'm based in Tel Aviv, he's based in the US, so it was good because I, each one of us was independent, and we iterated on them. We iterated on talking to customers even before we had a product. We had just like you know small POC like. You give us access we give you a pdf or something like that so you start before you have a product you start right, right away talking to customers just just, just just
0: just stop don't don't wait whatever whatever
1: you do. yeah. Yeah. like uh like uh when you think about hey when should i start exercise yeah. the answer is no
0: <laughs> don't get me started yes <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite topics (laughs) (laughs) but you're you're absolutely right and what what i hear also uh you saying is you 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 had to evolve your role also which is another bottleneck the fact that ceos don't evolve their role as the the company grow that you went from this the engineer the pro the product manager to the ceo role you know from doing it yourself to having to having people do it do it for you are you do you still
1: do a little bit of uh, programming yourself? Um, actually, no. In the last two years, no. Even up to last years, I was still uh, writing some stuff. I even said to the begged my R and D team, "Hey, give me small tasks that I can participate. <laughs> I miss it. I miss uh, it. But now, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, no, I, I'm I'm doing like a course on the side. A lot, now LLMs excite me. And I wanted to kind of understand, hey, what, what happened that gave us all of a sudden this boost in technology that chat GPT is possible? Yeah. So I'm taking some courses just to, to stay close to it. But to push code to production right now, it's like, yeah, I can't do it. It's like I have contact switches every every you know 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. And was that transition difficult for you?
1: The way I see it... Um, in company that grows fast as we grow my job i I mentioned it in a couple of times but i read this great post that i gotta go and look again because i don't remember who wrote it i just remember Mm. that it was great because that ceo uh every end of the year was writing a job description for the ceo of the next year Mm. and then he would say am i the right person to do that and if the answer is yes what do i need to change in my behaviors and how do i run my company because it's a different role i actually think in a startup that moves that fast it's it sometimes changes every quarter yeah or every two quarters so i try to do it you know every quarter is there like a, a sprint or you know not, then i stop i say okay what what do i need to do in the next quarter um, and especially when the year ends, like in the next year, what do I need to change in order to uh, be a good CEO that enable my people like to be great and in the company to be great? Sometimes in the early times it means okay, being a lot of details. And as you grow, it's about you know having a strong executive team and making sure that everybody is like at, at their function is pulling the company up. It yeah. just changes all the time.
0: Yeah. This is uh, you have to share with me this uh, the reference the book reference because I'm go-
1: this is a- I'm, yeah it's a blog post I'm going to find it
0: right and, yeah and because it it's exactly on point with a bottleneck it's, it's like, when I talk about bottleneck I really talk about you know the bottleneck that you have in your that you create yourself in your in your mind because you are we are our own enemies and so it requires for you to make sure that your role can constantly evolve. you change your job you change your job description uh, like you were saying as as they are as the role evolves to, to you, uh, today, I'm, I'm I'm curious. So how strong is the bottleneck with you?
1: (laughs) Oh, I still think it's like, um, I still, I think all the time, I think like a neck we're close. We're about to finish 2023. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I need to think with myself, like, how do I, were 100 people in the company right now? Yeah, it's a lot. And I'll give you an example. I'm, uh, I have this thing that I think I should meet everybody in the company. So it used to be every, you know, when we were small, every um, week I met uh, for an hour. we were five, 10 people, okay. And it became every quarter for 30 minutes and it changed over time. But I still keep this habit every, now I think it's like with some people it's every quarter, some it's every six months. I meet people like uh, 30 minutes, Very open conversation. And some people are saying, hey, you can't do it. Like we're going to be, it it doesn't scale at one point. I don't know. I know that I'm going to face this question. Should I continue to do that? It gives a lot to me. It gives a lot of things to the people. that I can share context directly where the company is going. That's one example of, hey, should I be still doing that? It's even possible. I also have the ability to get into details. Mm-hmm. Um, I know if you talk about buttons, I'm sure you heard it like in the past, um, it could be an advantage and a disadvantage. So I think one of the, of like how I release myself from the button because even though I can do it, can get into the details of a specific sale, a specific yeah. thing, a specific feature is to choose a, very rare occasions where I choose to do that. Okay, let's get into specific because I want to learn. I used to do it on everything. So that's just two examples of like uh, those uh, bottlenecks and how you kind of like overcome them. Yeah. Is there
0: is there this is great, this is great, great examples. I do have answers for both of them. If you want to hear, if you want to hear them. Of course. (laughs) The first one, you should. The second one, you should continue talking to a lot of people, as many people as you can, because this is your job. And the second one, you should spend, uh, you know, let your, let your team go, go into the details as much as you can.
1: (laughs) Let me ask you, let me ask you a question uh, back. So should I never do it? Should I never dive in? Uh, Because sometimes that's the, it's not in order to say, because I, I totally see what you get. Like delegation is so important. Trust the people, build like an organization. We, If I wasn't able to do it, we wouldn't have reached the point that we are. But part of my technique is I'll go up and then, okay. In this specific case, let's drill down. So every now and then I think that it is important not to say, Hey, I don't trust you, but in, but in order to, Hey, I want to have like a, a, a detailed conversation with you and contribute to you in this area. And then I'm gonna go back and leave you alone, yeah. so I can contribute a little bit of my experience. So I think I should do that, but do that less. Yeah, yes. but, but you you raise a great point. You do,
0: you said you said I don't want to, I want, don't want to believe you that to believe that you know I don't trust you. That's that's really important. When you do it and people are like, oh, no, again, you know, we don't need we don't need him, then you're not building you're not building their trust. But maybe Thank what you, you should be what you should be trying is. Showing to them how, if you're really good at that, how to do it. So educating them so they can do it, and then they do it even better than you. So you don't have to do it anymore. Makes sense. So it's the long term. This is I put my coaching hat on.
1: <laughs> no, I like it. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> so, so going back to you as the the entrepreneur, um, we already, you already mentioned some lessons. You know, detaching detaching yourself. Uh, leveraging on your on your on your on your knowledge on your product product knowledge. What have you learned about
1: yourself? It's uh, I've been a manager for a lot of times, yeah, for a long time, and this is a lesson I keep learning uh, every time, and I'm I'm doing this mistake less or but I can tell you that um, we talked about the example of. You know, okay, let's drill in and figure out the details here. I've learned that even though I see myself as a very simple person, I don't, I don't think I'm like super smart more than Mm. other people. It's I'm, I'm perceived with, uh, with, with power or something like that. that I, I don't see myself this way. If I look at the mirror, I see a simple person, but people see myself different. It's a lesson that every manager learns very early on, but it's just. I'm super amplified when you have 100 people working in your company. And so I learned that, yeah, it's going back to the same points. If I'm in a conversation, yeah, I'm curious. I want to hear the details. I want to help. But it doesn't come with a price, like you said. I got to tell, hey, I'm doing this because I just want to help you guys. It's not because I'm I'm thinking I don't trust you. Not always will convince them. Uh, Mm. So I, I learned that. That's one thing I learned, you know, um, I learned that, yeah, The sometimes the best move is to, if there's a very important conversation, the best thing that I can do is not be there. <laughs> <It's just laughs> this it took quite... me some time. It took me some time, but it's, a, it's an important conversation. The right people are, are in there. The best thing that I can do is just not be there. Because, and I've seen it open open it up and things moving. Um, so those are things Why that, are you that, because oh. it's a, and again, I, 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 give, I can give an example with three very smart people in the room Yeah. when four of us were kind of like brainstorming everybody, um, you mm. know, so I learned to speak less, by the way, I was speaking first. Mm. So I learned to speak less sometimes in those scenarios because everybody you think that everybody is objective, but of course you have an impact. So people, maybe some people have this character that they want to, yeah, let's let's align with what the CEO said. So I I learned A, when I'm in discussions, I'm going to speak last a lot of times. And even better, I can remove myself from those discussions so uh, they can speak freely how they think um, without the bias of trying to, because you want diversity in the thoughts, right? You don't want everybody thinking like you.
0: Yeah, you don't want you don't want them to think, oh, damn, the CEO is there, you know, is is listening to every word that I say, so hence I can't say whatever I want.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes, very often, they have better views on what we should be doing, but they won't express myself if I'm there. Even if I think I'm a very easy person yeah. and talk, no. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very true. Something. This
0: these are some really great lessons. Actually, this is what you mentioned, you know, removing yourself from conversations. I had uh with my, with a client actually yesterday, we were talking about exactly that. His question was, should I be part of the com should, should I be part of the conversations? So I will I will tell him to listen to listen to this podcast. <laughs> have you have you seen like a big change moving like because you have hundred staff today, which is quite significant. Have you seen like big changes or big milestone going from zero to, uh, to 100?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like uh, there's a lot of changes. Um, the leaders of the functions that um, can take you up until a certain point are not always the one that can take you to, um, to, continue to the next point it's also about what people want. People sometimes, you know, as a developer, I've seen it a lot. They want to be a team leader. And then for some people, it's okay to go. They want to go back to being a developer. That's totally fine. Like, okay, you've been there. Now you want to go back to technology. Some people want to climb, continue to climb up. Some people can't do it. Some people cannot. So what I've seen mostly with people is like, how um, do you manage that? Those Transition points. Um, have open. Have a great lead, people and culture leaders. We have a great mm. people and culture leader that can and 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 function leaders that can help you like okay find out who who is an in individual you know contributor track who is in a management track what can how can we give them like a a, a good path to progression. Um, um and hopefully it aligns with what the company needs so there's so many change, so many changes between uh zero to one hundred i don't, like like I told you every quarter is almost different
0: yeah yeah what's your the big dream for your business today
1: at the end at the end it's very simple we so I come from software engineering the product is yeah. helping engineering organizations measure themselves find the bottlenecks by the way. Yeah. <laughs> their development process and help solve them like with code. And so, um, at the end, it comes down to very basic stuff. I get excited when we build things and people use them to solve problems. It's a very simple dream. So, I just mm-hmm. want to do it. It's like the same dream from when you're an engineer and then you're a team leader. Okay, now you, you have a team of people doing that. Then you're a, a group and it, oh, yeah, now you have maybe three products that. And now you're CEO, so you're running a business that does that at scale. But at, at the essence of it, at the core, it's a, it's a very simple dream, yet, like to help engineering organizations to continue to solve those problems. Um, and, yeah, of course, if on the commercial side, things improve for the business and continues to grow. That's always on your mind. Uh, but still, at the core, the essence of it is, is that, that uh, just to continue to do that now. Uh, people have dreams, you know, of taking the company all the way to IPO, selling the company. I don't think about that those things. Let's build a strong business that solves these problems at a very high scale to a lot of organizations. I think it's yeah. very healthy to think about it like that.
0: Yeah. It's about passion and
1: fun. That's what I yes.
0: read in between the lines.
1: Yes. Would you would you ever stop? Uh um... At this, I'll never say never to do nothing. But at this point, I don't see any reason. Like I'm enjoying <laughs> myself every day. We're growing. We're helping We're helping to solve problems. Yeah. I'm very passionate about what I do. Yeah. We have a great team. So you know, I don't want to stop.
0: I understand. All right. I know you're on a tight schedule, so I want to wrap up. Wrap up this conversation. Uh, here's my favorite question, which I ask to every guest: If you had to summarize your experience. Everything you, list, everything you have learned into one practical recommendation for other entrepreneurs or startup funders, what would it be?
1: I think it's like, um, so prepare for a journey, be resilient. Mm-hmm. Hire, great pe- hire great people and listen to them. It's like, it's two, maybe. I'm cheating a little bit, but <laughs> hey, prepare for a journey because you're going to fall a lot of times. And also yeah. hire great people and listen to them
0: listen to them and remove yourself of the conversations when, when it is necessary Not
1: all the time but yeah find, find <laughs> the, right solution, the right timings to remove yourself from
0: amazing one last question already
1: how can people contact you oh so i'm on linkedin uh, linkedin is where i'm most active i uh, i'm on twitter um uh, and of course our company linear b everybody that's in software and wants to help like uh, wants to measure the soft their engineering organization is welcome to visit linearb.io. Um, All
0: right. Well, again, thank you very much for your time today.
1: Thank you for having me. It was great.
0: And thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about entrepreneurship and bottlenecks. You can download my ebook Eight Tactics to Thrive. Oh, I'm gonna do it again. Eight Tactics to Thrive as an entrepreneur and move your business forward by avoiding being the bottleneck in your business. you find the link on my website laurentnotin.com forward slash get dash my dash ebook. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.